All right, Gage. So now that Giannis has an extension, the only way we can get him is OG Trent and Thad money matches perfect. Oh so no! I'm saying we we need to get Dame to be injured, mm-hmm. and why don't we say fuck it? Let's just go for Dame too. Oh, we could take them both. I bet you Siakam Pertle lines up for lines up for that <laughs> for Dame, Dame contract. Mm, do we become contenders? <laughs> Like, who's even left on that team? Like, we're going to be starting Christian Cloak with the five. Well, like, Grady Dick would be our one. Like <laughs> our- <laughs> Over Dave. Dave plays the off guard because of Grady Dick. <laughs> well, we got a fun podcast ahead of us today. I don't know if we do. I guess it depends how optimistic you are. But we're breaking down the different Raptors players and our expectations. Slash best and worst case for that player. Relative to their performance. Yeah, we'll be going over, you know, like what the outlook for all these players this season looks like and, uh, you know, all the, all the good and bad things that can happen. I feel like this this group is not my favorite Raptors group coming into a season, um, <laughs> but they're still the Raptors. <laughs> I'm still going to love them. Mm-hmm. It is nice. Media Day does a good job. Our media does a good job of getting us hyped for it. I like seeing the the costumes, all the little, uh, the fun questions they ask them, and the camaraderie. I think that was a Pascal, I think he hosted like a Halloween party. Oh, That's really? those pictures are from. Okay, yeah, because the Raptors had their official team photos drop like a couple hours ago. Oh, okay. As of recording this on October 23rd. Um, but yeah, the, I, those photos also got me hyped. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped for the team. Uh... Opening day is tomorrow, as of recording this. So probably have but already passed. we don't passed. play, right? Yeah, we don't play. We play on the 25th. True. Which, oh, so in two days. Yeah, that makes sense. I think every team in the league that isn't playing on the first day is playing, playing on the second. Yeah, playing on the second day. So 15 games over the two days? Yeah, I know uh, I know Dallas San Antonio is going to be like on like national TV, so I'll be getting it, and I'll definitely be watching that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be, is that their first game tomorrow? Uh, it's two days from now. Oh, they're, the, they're tomorrow, on the two days. Tomorrow is uh, just two games. It's just... Uh, Lakers La- playing, right? Yeah, Lakers, Nuggets, and okay. Warriors, Suns. Are they oh, just okay. back-to-back? Only West teams. That's so bullshit. Yeah, I feel like if they had planned this like a couple weeks ago instead of a couple months ago, I, I feel like Boston versus Milwaukee right. would definitely be opening day. But True. Whenever that matchup comes around, that's going to be like insane. Must that, watch. that might be the most excited I am for any matchup yeah. in the league this year. Uh, Honestly. That's yeah, fact. I feel like that matchup's going to be crazy. Although, Lakers versus Denver is really nice opening night. Because mm-hmm. those teams have beef. And the conference finals reunion. Oh, yeah, they do. They do have beef. I feel mm-hmm. like it's Michael Malone, I feel like, has the most beef of anyone Yeah, involved. I feel like he has real beef. <laughs> he does not like the Lakers. I mean, I mean, I feel like LeBron's a petty motherfucker, too. Right. But, uh, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like Michael Malone definitely has some real beef. Yeah. And Darvin Ham, I feel like it's like a coach Right, like, beef. yeah, true. It is a coach beef. <laughs> oh, fuck. You want to get into these Toronto Raptors, though? Let's go. Let's talk about him. Well, we're going to do it th- uh, like salary this season. So most expensive to least expensive players. Just Yeah. I had to sort it some way. I decided that this was the easiest way to sort it by importance to this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll start with Pascal Siakam. Uh, Pascal Siakam this year. Uh, contract year. Yeah, contract year, which is a little scary. I won't lie. Uh, I do not like having like star players like that uh, be so open-ended at the end of the season. Especially mm-hmm. the way that like our management's handled that recently, but for on the court go- it goes, my expectations. He like bare minimum needs to be an all star, mm-hmm. and I would like to see him make an All NBA team. I, I I think 
I, I think making an all-NBA team for Pascal at this point in his career is, like, not an unrealistic expectation. Well, he's done twice. Yeah, it, it's twice in the last, what, three years? Yeah. So, I, I think, you know, if he's not an all-NBA player, I have a hard time thinking that this team is going to be able to do anything this year. Like, right. be competitive at, at any level to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep, 100% true. Uh, do you, I know there was some extension talks come out. Do we know for trying to do an extension or are we on Pascal how that's going to work? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would imagine the teams are kind of far apart. I think he's waiting to, if he makes all NBA this year, he gets the super max. So that'd oh, be like the 60 million a year over the next oh, so five he's years. He's going to wait for the off season no matter what. Yeah, I, I think he will. Uh, I'd be surprised if he signs before then. Cause as I said, he has a realistic chance to make all NBA mm-hmm. this season. And he wants the Supermax. So it'd be like the Jalen Brown of last year. Yeah. And the difference between Pascal and Jalen Brown is if we had another like star-level player who was as good or better than him, I would be more than happy to give him the Supermax. I right. just think roster construction-wise, if you don't have that second dude... Uh, and this kind of rests on Scotty a little bit, too, because he's kind of the obvious guy to kind of fill that role, fill that second star role, uh, unless you're really high on OG. But if you don't have that second star, I don't like giving out that Supermax contract. It kind of mm. feels like Beal in Washington, where like you right. kind of got to like slap some stuff together after that one main dude with the big But contract. if we don't give him a no-trade clause, then that's a perfect trade <laughs> asset. <laughs> it is. Oh, for sure. It, it's a little tough of a trade asset, because $60 million is $60 million. and like Yeah, but like Pascal will get it. Like He'll get us at least a pick, but and probably more. He'd probably get us a few picks. Yeah, for sure. Um, and some talent. I'm just, I wish that he had the extension now. Right. Um, yeah, I guess worst case scenario for him is we don't trade him this year and he just walks. Yeah. After the season. That's nightmare. Well, then we're in full rebuild. Well, then we're fucked. And like, honestly, Masai, if, if Pascal doesn't get traded this year and doesn't resign, Masai should get fired, in my mm. opinion. Like, you can't just keep on doing that. You can't right. keep doing that over and over again. Just let it be in like, oh, we'll figure it out with our players. We don't right. want to trade them now. And then just letting them gain nothing from it. You're referencing like Gasol, Ibaka, Kawhi, obviously. Danny Green, right. uh, Kyle Lowry, which we only got like Preston Sachua for, which you would imagine we would have gotten a little more for if we had traded him at the trade deadline. Right. Uh, and uh, no, For sure. We for sure would have gotten more. There was r- rumors of... Uh, THT and a peck. Yeah. Yeah, from Lakers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and that Lakers pick would have been very nice. I mean, uh, even if we just had THT, that would have been nicer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Achua's fine. Uh, and, like, Drogic, we don't need to talk about that. But, like, and then we trade Drogic and then trade down picks to get Thad Young, which is another not great move. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think with Siakam, like, that, in my opinion, is the absolute worst case scenario is he walks for nothing. 100%. Uh, well, the best case scenario is he's, what, like, second team All-NBA. We're a genuine playoff team. Right. If I mean, we win the first round series, then that's a huge success. If we lose a first round series and he's good in that series right. and keeps us competitive for him, that's a success for me. Because he's had a lot of playoff shortcomings. And yeah. if he can, like, be better in, in a playoff series this year, that's, like, the best case scenario. Like, be good enough to be the best player in a team that forces its way into the playoffs one way or another. Through the plan, mm-hmm. probably. Top six is going to be really tough. But top six would be nice, too. 
And then if he can play well enough to keep us afloat in a playoff series and like actually increase his production would be. And also I feel like uh, that would be huge because like, like just in terms of like optics, like I feel like a lot of people like you don't really, you only watch like your own team or like the big market teams. Like I feel like Pascal is like really slept on and like, to be fair, like he kind of is been more of a regular season person. Like people will pay attention during the playoffs so, um, like, to a lot of people, like, um, Pascal, is, I just feel like getting super underrated. Like, people don't realize, like, he is, like, an all-NBA type of talent. Um, but, yeah, so, best case scenario, I guess, is, I mean, best case is just that we re-sign him. Because at least we have that asset, like I was saying earlier, so we can trade him. But that's how I always feel. Like, that's how I was feeling about Dallas. I'm like, even if they can just re-sign Kyrie, even if Kyrie, like, does some weird bullshit, like, just having the asset is so huge. And, yeah, you brought up a great point about the Messiah thing. Do you feel that way about the Jeremy Grant asset? Um, no, but, uh, like, I only feel that for assets that you know you can trade. Like bona fide stars? Well, just, like, you know that, like, people will want... Like, people have expressed interest in Pascal. Yeah. Like, uh, he's, like, he pops up in trade rumors when you're thinking of, like, oh, uh, what should OKC spend all their picks on? Or, like just shit like that like um like no one brings up jeremy grant in those conversations yeah um even I think, though i think he is a stealth guy that i think a good team is gonna pick up at some point off yeah. of this portland team when they're not so good this year it's, it's just it'll be tough to trade that contract oh thing, for sure you have to make the money match but yeah. for sure yeah like it's like the heat they could trade like lowry for that easily yeah lowry is like a stealth like terrible contract <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, really yeah. i think this is the last year of it so it's not a big deal but like that like 30 mil for a player I mean, we'll see. He was, like, a decent starting point guard last season, but it really felt like second half of last season. Like, even in the playoffs, his legs kind of fell right I thought off. he was actually pretty good. Uh, it was it two years ago where they uh, lose to Boston in seven? Where Jimmy yeah, Butler, three. I, I, thought I thought he was, he was really good. good that year. Yeah, he was doing, like, the classic stuff of, like, uh, getting extra possessions, steals, um, charges, uh, stuff like that. But, but he lost minutes to Gabe Vincent last year. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't exactly call Gabe Vincent <laughs> a bona fide starter. For sure. But that's... uh. That's got to be it for Pascal. Unless... Also, it would be nice if he oh. uh, makes an all-NBA team. Yeah. Or all-defense team. All oh, defense all team. defense would be nice. I just think that's tough, given his role. Like, given right. his offensive role. It would be really nice if he can do both, but I just think with his scoring burden... At like... least, like, be in the con- He's never in that conversation. He's yeah, that's fair. He, he, he could. He has the tools, yeah. for sure. All right. Next, we're going to talk about somebody who's actually signed to our team longer than anybody else, uh, other than uh, Grady Deck. Uh, Jakob Pertl. Uh, Jakob Pertl... <laughs> absolute opposite not in a contract year no uh he he's not a good contract though I yeah think. he's, not, he's, he's not a fair sol- he's not a solid contract and it, like it's never gonna be bad right like, like he makes about 20 mil a year and like he the next four years like 20 mil i feel like by the time we get to like this salary in like three years is gonna yeah. be like fucking nothing right like, you're uh, gonna have like bench players making that yeah for sure um Jakob, uh I think having another year to work with this team will be good for him. Yeah, he only played like 20 games or something for us. Yeah, because we got him real close to the deadline. Yeah. So just the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see how him and Schroeder look like on the uh, pick and roll. True. Uh, I want to see how him and Scotty look like on a pick and roll. Mm-hmm. I would even like to see how him and Pascal look on a big to big pick and roll. Right. It like just feels good to have a traditional pick and roll center. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think he's a good decision maker in the, in those pick and roll situations. Like he's not like. Right. He's not like a Rob Williams or Clint Capella, where it's like, that guy is going to the rim no matter what. He's <laughs> yeah, not going to, like, yeah. stop and pass it out. Right. Or he's not going to, like, make a decision other than going to the rim. I think Jakob has a bit 
like obviously he's no like Marcus Salt, but he has a bit of those kind mm-hmm. of passing abilities. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited for another full year uh, of him. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Exactly as you've been saying. Yeah, we need a center, and uh, he's a real solid one. Uh, yeah, like just exactly like you said about the full year. That's the exact way I'm thinking about it. It'll, it'll be nice to see how he like um, is. How, how it fits on our team, like, from the jump. Like, if it's really... It'll be evident on what our team is looking like if we have a center this whole time. Because that was always our problem. It's like, we have all these, like, really long switchable players. But we don't even have a true big... Like, Pascal's our center. And then it's like... Um, and then now we're starting to see... Maybe it's not... That wasn't the problem. It could just be an overall talent issue. And I feel like this will be really indica- indicative of it. Um, I'm just hoping he's, um, stays being, uh, solid on defense, just a big body rim protector. Um, I thought that was our biggest problem with us being a poor defense before was that we would give up a lot of rebounds and stuff. Um, cause like, it feels like everyone on our team like is a good defender, but somehow our teams have always been mid defense. Like we've never been a top 10 defense, like in the last like four years. Like I think since Kawhi left. Yeah, I think a lot of defense is coaching too. So I think a coach change is a big, right. a big difference. But Nick is more of a defensive guy, no, than um, Darko. I don't know, like it because he did like the whole like let's run a bunch of six nine guys and switch everything right. and that kind of defense, and that just didn't work with this roster. Yeah. So I just want to see a different right, kind right. Of a little more traditional look at it. Yeah. Um. So like, I'll start with the failure, like a terrible season from from Pirtle. A failure from Pirtle would be. The thing that scares me the most of them is his free throw shooting. He's like always bad from the free throw line over the past few years. Right. And if he can't like be on the floor at the end of like games, that's just it's just tough for him to be one of your more highly paid right. players. I mean, he's our second highest paid player on like a decent contract. It's not like it's a huge contract, but like if he can't really be played at the end of games and like he just kind of I don't think he'll ever reach that point. Like you you pulled up his basketball reference and like if if he's sixty two percent, like you can't you, you can't hack a Jakob. Oh yeah, but he's he's shot under fifty percent multiple of recent years. In a few years. games, yeah. I mean, he shot like not last season, but two seasons ago, he shot a uh, what a little less than fifty percent uh, over the whole season, which is like True. really really bad. And when you're in like San Antonio, that doesn't really matter much because you're not really in a whole lot of close games, right, so you don't right, really yeah, get to yeah, see yeah. that. But uh, that's the only thing that really scares me for him. Because other than that, he just does everything on a center you want a center to do. He's good on defense. He's, as I said, not a bad decision maker. Grabs boards. Uh, and, like, yeah, good enough at scoring. Uh, yeah, if you give it to him near the near the rim, he'll put it in. Yeah, for sure. Um, a good year from him would be if runs a ton of pick and rolls with our players and is able to develop a good chemistry for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also anchoring our defense, like just having a center to like kind of be right. like a last line of defense kind of dude. I don't really expect him to be an all defense kind of player because no. I think at the center position, that's like out Near of the question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if he could at least like, if, if we're like a top like 10 defense with him playing major minutes exactly. at center, like that'd be huge from him. And yeah. That'd be really, really nice. Yeah. It's like I was mentioning before. Yeah. A lot of the team success is, are, it will be on defense will be indicative of his, um, of how he was this year. And um, if we can become a top 10 defense, I feel like it'll be thanks to him because we have everything around him that you need. I mean, yeah, like the center. Well, we don't necessarily have a point of attack defender right now, um, which is kind of an issue. We have OG. 
right. but not a guard, not like a. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking of like a Fred. Um, yeah. Because Schroeder is not Fred, but you're right. Actually, oh, we have OG, we have Pascal, and we have Pertle. We should be a good defense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Speaking of OG, speaking of OG, he's the next player. Also in a contract year. Uh, there's literally no way that he's picking up his player option next year. Right. Uh, which get your bag, OG. I don't, you know. And he will. Yeah, he will. Uh, OG, I'm excited for this year. Um, I feel like every year he comes in, he's like, I, I want to like have a bigger role in the. I offense. haven't heard too much of that though this year, have you? Yeah, I feel like it's been a little bit less, but you yeah. know what? I feel like in a contract year, he probably will try and force the issue a little right. bit more on that end. Uh, and true, I would like to see any kind of steps in the right direction there because I think um, he's kind of been stagnant over the past couple of years right. in like his own creation. Uh, and seeing him like step forward a little bit would mm-hmm. be huge. But in general, his three-point shooting is going to be so vital to this team. Like, For sure. We don't have a whole lot of shooters, and he is a shooter. Right. Um, yeah. What? Uh, any thoughts on his general season? Um, I mean, if he makes an all-defense team, then he's already won. Uh, he's already had a great year. Um, he's kind of like oh, the role-player version of Jalen Brown, where he's, like, a two-way guy that's, like, a good shooter and a good finisher, but, like, you literally never want dribbling and has, like, kind of high turnovers for someone who doesn't pass the ball. Yeah, like, a lot. Of, he he averages as many turnovers as assists. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, that, which is terrible. That's, mm-hmm. like, atrocious. That's, like, centers. That's, like, James Wiseman level right, exactly. of, like, not being able to handle the ball, the ball. Even though I think James Wiseman averages, like, twice as many turnovers to assess oh he's just horrendous he's like so bad but um for me with og if he doesn't make like i expect him to make an all defense team he made it last year yeah he made it last year and i expect him to make it again this year Uh, yeah i think like especially with fred gone and you're talking about point of attack defense like we just need 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 him to defend the best player on the other team night in and night out Mm. anywhere between the one and the three yeah also it would be nice if he has one year where he plays, like, a lot of games. Like, where he just gets no... He always he always plays a decent amount. Like, he doesn't have any years where he, like, misses everything. But, like, he always has something going on in the year where, he, like, he's out for 20 games. Yeah, for sure. If he's healthy, that'd be nice. Um, so, I guess we'll start with disaster season. Worst case scenario. If very similar to Pascal. Worst case scenario is we don't trade him and he walks at the end of the season. Which I think will low-key be worse than pascal because we were so close to trading in the last offseason and we were like three was it three picks i think from it was Memphis? four first round picks four first round picks for him if that was on the table we said no and then two years later he walks for free then i i i more want messiah's head for that than the than letting pascal walk i, I think if either of those two players walk for right. nothing i think i want messiah's head <laughs> i'm on the i'd say i'm on the same level with the two of True. them uh i'm not as in the OG mm-hmm. needs to be resigned campus you, but I it's understand both. the sentiment. Yeah, it's very much both. Um, also, like, if he, as you're saying about health, like, if he misses 15 games again, that's not a big deal. Right. But if he's in the 40s again, like, it's not a disaster season, but, like, we need to really have, like, a serious conversation about how healthy he can stay. Yeah. Uh, like, because Because then it's just, it like, it, it never gets better, you know? Like, players is not... Well, like, it's really rare that it gets better. Like, in 99% of the time, like, when you start getting injuries, you just miss more and more and more games. You get more injuries. Maybe you have to get a surgery, and then it just goes to shit. Yeah, and then you'll have, like, one healthy year every four. Right. And, like, I just think he needs to stay at least relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. 
best case scenario season for this for him this year um would be first team all defense right in talks for deep boy and, and an it, extension an extension and genuine like all-star maybe not like like real real like, like contemplation like, like where people are like if the raptors were better i might give it to og yeah like where people are like honorable mentions for right. all-star og right like would be really nice like would be yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. the best case scenario mm-hmm. season i don't expect him to be an all-star almost in any no. world i don't think it would, we'll be, it would blow my mind if he was i don't think we'll be good enough for two all-stars and i think if we get one all-star it's gonna be pascal certainly but It'd be really nice if people were like, hey, you know, OG, kind of really good year, playing good defense, putting mm-hmm. up good amount of points. Right. Kind of the way that, like, you look at a player last year, like like uh, Aaron Gordon, for example, right. where it's like, he got brought up, you yeah, know, were talking he about got him. brought up often for All-Star, like Malcolm Brogdon two, three years ago when he was in Indiana, mm-hmm. where it was like, don't forget about this guy, he's been low-key good, and if that yeah. team was better, maybe he would, you know, have a chance at it. Um but yeah, that's, that might be wishful thinking, but I'd like for his name to be in there. Mm-hmm. On to our next player? Yeah. Gary Trent Jr., who uh, also will be a free agent after this year. Um, obviously, not even close to as big of a deal if he walks. I mean, I don't want to like downplay Gary Trent's uh, performance on this did team. Did he pick up that player option? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, which means his market can't have been that good. Right. 18.5 million player option. Um... Gary Trent Jr., uh, another dude where we just need his shooting so bad. Yeah, like we, well, his scoring in general, but especially the shooting. And his scoring in general is even a little more important with Fred gone. Right. Uh, of him just being kind of like a... a release valve. Release valve kind of dude. Uh, I think he's going to be off the bench a decent amount this year. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I think he's best off the bench. You think? I just think if he was as good on defense as we thought he would be when we traded for him, I would have no problem putting him in the starting right. lineup. But as like kind of like an average defender at the two guard position, and him like but wanting who do to you keep... want starting over him? Uh, I like I like Schroeder, OG, yeah. Pascal, Scotty, Pascal, Pirtle. Oh, is my, Scotty is my favorite. Is, right, is my favorite course. lineup. True. Uh, okay. Fair enough. And let, I guess the counterpoint would be to have Gary in instead of Schroeder and to give up a, a bit of that no, no, you're right, you're right. for shooting. No, no, you're, you're um, right. That's a good lineup. But yeah, I just think, you know what? There's no shame in coming off the bench. Like, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he's that type. He's like uh, Jordan Clarkson, Tyler Hero. Like, yeah, Jordan Poole. What, you look at, right. like, lots of good scoring dudes get buckets because they don't play with the stars. Right. And then they're the dudes who are expected to get buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What would the worst case scenario for Gary Trent Jr. this year would be if he's super unhappy about his role? I mean, not resigning would suck, but him being unhappy about his role and the team chemistry suffering because yes. he's obviously unhappy. I feel like is the worst realistic like mm-hmm. scenario where he plays off the bench and then he start starts playing poorly because he wants to start and then right. like he gets benched more because he's playing poorly and mm. then he's kind of playing about like a stink and reporters are asking him questions. And he's giving like short answers. Right, right. Yeah, 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 subliminals and stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's like that would be disaster for mm-hmm. him this year because then it affects the other players, right? And then best case is six man of the year probably. Yeah, uh, he, or at least in contention for it. at least being like getting votes. Honestly, if he shot forty percent from three this year, right? In any role that he's in, yeah. that would be sick. But like, <laughs> he just takes bad shots. I think is the main reason why he never hits that. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He needs to be, I would say, thirty-eight percent or higher for him to be like, like 
at his absolute best on right. this team. Because uh, he fell off a little bit last year. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think um, with the new Darko offense, he will get better shots. Yeah. I genuinely believe that. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right about, like, if he gets sixth man of the year, like, if he's in that, like, realm. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's better, like, right now right. than, like, I would say he's probably as good, if not better, than Emmanuel quickly. Mm-hmm. Who was second for that. And he's still young. Like, he hasn't many years in the league, but he's still only 24. Yeah, it's like, crazy he could still be, he, he could still become a, a good defender. He's such a misleading defender because he get, he always is like really high in steals, um, but he just gambles so much is the main problem. Yeah. And he can't and he doesn't like can't really keep a guy in front of him. No, that's why I kind of like him off the bench too because I feel like him gambling like that is way better if he's gambling right. like that against the backup guards versus exactly. like starting guards. Like I just think I think that's the best role for him, mm-hmm. and hopefully he hopefully he embraces that role. I but mean, I. I I'm also a little worried about the gambling because I feel like Nurse's system was like everyone switching and running around. So if like he gambles, someone finds his man and then we can like rotate it mm-hmm. fairly. Um, and if Darko moves away from that, he might not be as successful. But obviously we got to see. We, he, we haven't seen any real games of it yet. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, we'll wait and see with Gary. All right, next. Uh, the first new arrival that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, the reigning, uh, FIBA MVP. Yeah. Wh- which like, honestly, he was so sick in that tournament that yeah. that made me like more hyped for him on our team. Yeah. That uh, made me Schroeder. very hyped. Like, uh, there was like a handful of dudes in that tournament that was like genuinely increased to what I thought of them as an NBA player right. off of how they played in that tournament. Uh, including our boy Shea for Team Canada. Yep. But uh, Schroeder and, and Wagner on that Germany team were both very impressive to mm-hmm. me. Um, and I think that hopefully that carries over into this year. Uh, he's going to be tasked with probably more on his plate than he's had in a while. Maybe right. maybe since like even his early Atlanta days. Uh, like when they... When they moved away from Jeff Teague and they thought he was going to be like a genuine like starting, starting point guard in the league. I remember that. And he was okay. like like a bucket getter on that team right. um and i think he's just gonna have to because he's gonna have to play a ton of minutes he's gonna be over 30 minutes a night for us because we just don't have point guard playmaking depth and i don't see a way that that like is remedied through our team this unless year. scotty can make that jump yeah unless scotty can make like a real playmaking jump mm-hmm. which like the thing with scotty we'll get to it when we get to him uh, but like, we'll see, we'll see with this playmaking jump. I, I don't think like we, we need as much guard play as we can get. Right. Uh, and Schroeder, like he's a, he's a gamer. He's been in the league forever. He's a tough player. Mm-hmm. He, he can put his head down get to the basket mm-hmm. and like draw contact, finish at the basket decently. I think he's a better at rim finisher than Fred. And obviously his right. jump shot is way, way worse. But I think he's yes. a, a noticeably better at rim finisher than Fred. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll be excited to watch. He's bought in too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like he, it's, he has a two-year contract on the team. So he'll be here next year too. Mm-hmm. And like I, he seems pretty happy to be here. Yeah, Every he time does. I see him in an interview, he seems hyped to be here. Exactly. Because like we gave him like a, a genuine like contract. Like we gave him... 12 and a half this year and then 13 next year which mm-hmm. isn't like a huge contract but like i remember when he was in like got signed to that boston contract after the like he turned down that lakers contract right. he got clowned and then things went like sideways pretty quick in boston and then like i remember last year with the lakers i think he was on like a minimum and it was kind of a reclamation thing and he right. was like really really good again mm-hmm. um and a big part 
of their playoff success. Like he played for sure genuine minutes in the playoffs and would defend like Steph Curry in that yeah. Warriors series. Um, so I guess a nightmare. I mean, just brings some more size than Fred. I think that's the main nice thing about like yeah. the rim finishing and uh, right and the defense. But not to say he's a, like Fred's also a really good defender, but much different ways. I also think like like he's gonna he's fast. Like, fast with the ball in his hands in a way that Fred wasn't. Fred kind of likes to take his time on decisions and pound the ball a little bit when, like, Schroeder, I feel like, is like, I'm going to the rim or, like, I'm going to move the ball. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, he seems like he's, uh, likes to play at a higher pace. And that's just fun. That's just fun for the team. Like, I'm excited to have a point guard like that. But that that also might be our problem because we kind of need our point guard to, uh, be one of our better shooters. Cause, like, Pascal and Scotty also really want to go to the rim and obviously Pirtle. Pirtle lives at the rim. Um, yeah. And so that, I think you were starting to get into uh, the downside of it. I think that is the downside is that it just so doesn't work. And it's like everyone get he's just getting in everyone's way. And then like we have absolutely no spacing when he's on the floor. Yeah, um, like like a nightmare season is like he shoots like 30% from three. Right. And we're just like, we're just fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, like spacing exactly. wise. And the spacing is bad. And then we can't even play his starting lineups. And then, like, we don't have enough playmaking in our starting lineups if some of the other dudes can't make playmaking steps. Because Gary Trent at point guard is terrifying if Scotty can't play point, point guard. guard yeah. um, and, like, that is, like, a fairly realistic... Of the nightmare scenarios we've talked about so far, that's right, like, maybe the most realistic yeah, that yeah. we've talked about. Or like, the Pascal walking. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. Or Pascal walking. Um, But, yeah, that would be... Like, where our offense is just, like, no shooting and it's exactly. terrible to watch. And not only bad, but, like, not fun to watch. In a way yeah, that exactly. our offense wasn't that just much fun grinding. to watch last year. Um, what's, the best, what's the best case scenario? Uh, best case scenario is, like, he's just locked in. And he's a solid starting point guard, night in and night out. Yeah, and he's the veteran that we need that can organize an offense. Because uh, he is more of a natural point guard than, like, Fred is. Yeah, for sure. Also, I heard a Pat Bev interview recently Mm -hmm. where he was talking about how, like, OG and Pascal don't really scare him. Right, he's like, if I saw them in an alleyway, I wouldn't be scared. Schroeder's a scary guy in an alleyway. Schroeder has, like, some (laughs) genuine dog in him. And I think is, like, a player that, like, he's kind of got a bit of motherfucker in him. Mm -hmm. Like, in a way that our other starters don't. For sure. And I like that. Like, I like having at least one of our starters be a bit of a motherfucker, you know? And I think uh, that could work to our advantage this year. He could be an energizer. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, get the boys rallied, get the boys mm-hmm. going in a way that we kind of haven't uh, gotten in the past. Yeah, for real, actually. We're either having fun or we're all super serious. Or, yeah, we're, we're sad and serious. Yeah, we're never, like, <laughs> trying to, like, beat a dude up. We're never angry. Yeah, and Schroeder's, Schroeder, as I said, he's got a bit of that motherfucker mm-hmm. in him. All right, next we're going to talk about our boy, Chris Boucher, uh, who also signed, uh, who's is signed for this year and next year. So we'll have him on our team for a little bit longer. Um, nice. Chris Boucher, we've, uh, we still have some other important players in the future to talk about, but this is like one of those, like we've started to get to the players where it's like, if they, if their nightmare scenario happens, like it doesn't it's really whatever. kill the team. Yeah. And like their best case scenario is like, not really gonna like, well, his, his best case would be pretty nice. Cause his best case is that he can get back to shooting the three pointer. Like he did in, uh, was it the bubble? Yeah. I, I've lost faith in his three-point I agree. Shot. I kind of feel like he just is who he is. Yeah. Uh, at this point, he's just going to be like a bench center who's going to block shots and 
kind of space the floor, but not really. And uh, he'll do some cool free throw dunks and stuff. But Block some free three pointers. Yeah. That might be my favorite thing that he does because he does that often. <laughs> he sends them, and he like like yeah, sends we, those into the crowd. Yeah, he was like second. In yeah, I think Boston. it was him after Tybal. I think Tybal was first. Matisse. Yeah, a few years ago. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting too much, but if that if that three point shooting comes around, that would really really help because yeah. we had a legit stretch big like. Everything changes. Like, um, and it doesn't even really matter as much if, um, we have Pascal and Scotty on the floor. Cause, uh, if we have Boucher to open it up. But, uh, like I said to start it, I feel like he just is who he is. The, the one nice thing about Boucher is knock on wood, but he, like, doesn't really miss games. True. Like, for somebody with his, like, lanky build, you'd right. be like, oh, this guy must get hurt a lot. Like, mm-hmm. what's the last time you remember him getting, like, hurt on our yeah. team? Like, never. Like, yeah, missing exactly. any genuine amount right. of time. Uh, which is nice, you know, like, like, what's the best, what's the best ability, Anthony? Availability. Shooting. And then availability. <laughs> <laughs> and then <availability>. Getting buckets. <laughs> Being good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the nightmare scenario for him, and there's like, a, a, I feel like a lot of dudes are going to have yeah. nightmare scenarios similar to this, is that he's just unplayable starting this year. Right. Like, he, he's like, so not good this year mm-hmm. on like, offense. And he's the reverse Gary Trent. He's low-key old. Like, him and Gary have been, played basically about the same years in the NBA. And Boucher's, like, six years older than him. Yeah, like, he, he's going to be in his age, like, 31 season this year. Right. And if, like, he, like, hits a fall-off point, which he, is going to happen at any time. Any right. year from now on, Chris Boucher can just be bad and then, like... Never be good Like, again. he's close enough to being trash that, like, if he takes... If he's... Like, if he falls off at all. Let's say he loses fucked. 10% of his athleticism. Right. He's basically unplayable. Like, he's a bottom-of-the-bench right. dude. Uh, and that's the worst case scenario, is if that happens to him this year. Because we still have more than, like, $10 million next year, which isn't, like, a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But, like, if a dude's unplayable, like, $10 million, it just sucks to, like, right. not it's, be able to it's use just that. annoying. Yeah. But, like you said earlier, that's what Thad Young is getting. And, or actually, I don't know if you said that earlier. You might have said it off air. Yeah. But that's basically what Thad Young is for us right now. Um, which is fine. But... Yeah, like like you said, if Boucher gets ten percent worse, he is out of our rotation. Yeah, and especially because it's a little crowded, like where he plays. Like Achua right. needs some of those minutes. McDaniel's mm-hmm. needs some of those. They play minutes. together like, a lot, actually. Yeah, they do as like kind of the bench physicality lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, best case scenario is Chris Boucher is uh, blocking shots, shooting. I mean, the best case scenario hinges on him shooting. Let's say over thirty five percent from three. right. Like, 36. Like, good for a center. Yeah, yeah, like, good stretching the floor there, and he's energizing the team, and he's just a spark plug off the bench. If you can give us, let's say, like, 10, 20, if you can give us 20 games this year mm-hmm. where he comes off the bench and energizes the team and either puts us on a good run to get us back into a game or keeps us in a game just by his, like, play, because yeah. he's one of those dudes where, like, some games he just doesn't have it, and that's fine. But right. some games he'll come in, block a shot, hit a three, and it feels like the whole, like, vibe of the game yeah, has changed. Yeah, for real. Uh, like, he's a yeah, real... Yeah, he can take over. He's, like, a real, like, swing piece for somebody who's, like, not as, yeah. as kind of, like, bad as who's he is. Who's, like, an eighth man. Yeah. Like, if he can be even close to the player he was in the Tampa season, that'd be sick. I know. Yeah, because I really thought that that was going to be the start of something. Yeah, same. Anyway, let's talk about somebody way more important than him. Maybe our second most important player. Yeah, Scotland Maybe Barnes. Our first. Our, uh, who's also signed through next year, uh, which is nice. And the year after. Oh, sorry, yeah. This year yeah. plus next year. Yeah, this you. year plus next year. And then we'll probably get an extension after this year, I would Certainly. imagine. It'll probably be a max extension. Certainly. Um, yeah, I think both those are certain. <laughs> um, Scotty Barnes, 
Last year, I was a little bit disappointed in him. He he had a big sophomore slump. Like, I thought he was, like, kind of worse than he was in his rookie year. Because I thought he was worse on defense. And his offense didn't get better enough Mm -hmm. to make it, like, make more sense. Yeah. And he started taking more mid-ranges last year, but didn't really get better at them. And Mm -hmm. so, instead of going to the cup and finishing efficiently, it felt like he was settling a lot. uh, Which is scary. Um, Yep. But yeah, like uh, any thought on his general play this year? What do you want to see out of him? Well, I mean, I think the sophomore slump is a real thing that a lot of players go through. I agree. Um, And uh, let's just hope that that's all that is for Scotty. Like he can literally change everything. Like if Scotty, like the way he was looking after his rookie year, if he hit all those projections, like everyone like then we re-sign pascal we might even like make more win now trades like then the purdle trade makes so much more sense and like all that stuff like and um or like even if he like there's certain skill if all his skills improve even if it doesn't make like the huge leap right away at least then we're way more comfortable in like a rebuild because at least we know we at least have some piece to rebuild around or we can even retool. Maybe we trade Pascal for different win now players or maybe younger players that fit the timeline. But like our whole team currently is relying on him. Um, and if he's just bad, if he's bad or like, well, I don't think he'll ever be bad. But if he's like, if he never improves, if like, because he basically didn't improve from his rookie year. And if he continues to not improve, then like we literally just have to blow everything up because we have no future. Um, but we're like fucked. Like we're just we're basically the wizards. If um if he doesn't turn out, yeah, we're we're boned out, out of our fucking minds if he's not good. It he um he I think you put it really well. I, I where I don't think you overstress the importance of him to this team. Yeah, like I think he's our number one most important player. Right. Like if Pascal is sick next year, let's say he makes second team All NBA. Right. But Scotty Barnes is like worse than he was last year. That is a fucking nightmare yeah. for our team. That is a nightmare. But if Pascal's like not good next year and he walks for nothing, let's say, mm-hmm. and Scotty Barnes is like noticeably better, that's right. like a decent year. Exactly. I think. <laughs> really. Honestly, I agree. Um, like a nightmare season for him. I don't think he'll be genuinely worse next year. And no. I think him, him being the same isn't the real, like, worst nightmare. Because I think, like, like he'll be 22, like, after this. Mm-hmm. He, like, he won't be old enough where we really know where he's going to be right. for a while. I think the real nightmare is he's had some ankle injuries in the past. And if he were to get, like, a, a serious ankle injury after a couple light ones, like the playoff right. series against Philly, and then he had another one last year that looked pretty bad. Early if he year. got, like, a really bad, like, ankle or knee injury, like... That would be fucked. Because, mm. like, anything that he does on the floor, I genuinely don't think he'll be worse, as I said. And, no. like, anything that happens on the floor, we can be like, whatever. Like, let's give him another year. But if he, like, really hurts himself next year, like, especially, right. like, with his athleticism, how big it plays into his game, it would be like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, and if he misses, like, let's say 40 games next year, even, if, like, with, like, like just nagging ankle injuries, it's like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. uh-oh. Um, the thing is, he doesn't ever miss much time. Like, we've been, we, I think we, we recorded a podcast right as his injury happened. We were, like, kind of worried about it, and he literally ended up playing, like, the next game or missing one game. He played 77 games last year. And right. that ankle injury was, like, screaming, like, riding on yeah, the Yeah, exactly. And, and so, like, the nightmare, I think, is kind of unrealistic. But other than that, I think there's no real, like, nightmare, exactly. nightmare scenario with him. Yeah, like, it's disappointing if he doesn't progress, but, like, he'll still, he'll be a rotation piece. But For sure. But then he's just another OG, basically, yeah. on our team. 
the the honestly for me like the most blessed case scenario is i really want him to pick a lane like get good at some skill that it's like you can one day be an all-star based off this skill mm. now if his jump shot gets good enough to make the rest of his game look good right that is one way that you can do it if he's like an all defense guy this year, that's right. another way he can do it. If he gets like two, three more assists a game, that's another way he can do it. Right. I don't need all three of those things from him, mm-hmm. but if he can get one of those things to progress in like a meaningful way where it's like, holy shit, like this guy could be really good at this. Mm-hmm. That's all I really want. <laughs> that's all I want from him. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that. I, I honestly, to me, of those three, I feel like the defense is the furthest off. Like for some reason, for some reason, he just, not as good of a defender as advertised or as expected or yeah. like even as good as he was in his rookie year like right. he was kind of like not as good last yeah year. it's like uh-oh like noticeably cause, worse because he's not taking that many more shots per game so it's not like his offensive and it could bigger. just be because our team was so weird and we had like our coach that was like out the door and all that bad and vibes. he's yeah bad vibes and he's like he is a he's a vibes guy like he's an emotional guy like he when when he when our team's high he's he gets really high and it's awesome and then when i feel like the the reverse is true i haven't necessarily seen evidence of that but i'd imagine that the reverse is also true and um so hopefully that now that we have a new coach and uh and if we can start out well i think that'll be important um but uh yeah that's about it for scotty as far as uh, I have to say the one point I'll disagree with you on is I think his jump shots further away than his defense is. Okay. I, I think his jump shot is like cooked. It is so bad. It is so, so bad. And that's, it's funny. Cause that draft class, like him and Mobley are very similar. And mm-hmm. that like, when they first came to the league, I was like, their jump shot, you know what? It's not great right now, but I can see it. I can see right. it making some progress in the future. And both those dudes last year, it was like, wow, they have not gotten even a little bit better right. at that part. And like, he shot 28% from three last year. That True. is fucking terrible. Right. And like, they, people don't defend him out there. And if you're going to be a star player who has the ball in your hands as much as Scotty wants to have the ball in his hands, like, you got to have some sort of jump shot from somewhere on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and actually, yeah, looking at the numbers, it didn't even regress because he was 30% and then dropped 28. But um, the only reason I brought up the defense was because I saw that take a step back. Yeah, fair. Um, but you are right. That that jump shot really, really needs work. It also doesn't even look good. Like, it no. Looks, it looks no, like it's got like a hitch. Jump. Yeah, like it's one of those jumpers where it's like, I don't know, like you might need to like rethink it right. from the start. Exactly. Which can happen. Like one of the worst jump shooters I've ever seen coming out of college was Lonzo Ball. Right. And by the time Alonzo Ball's like career like basically was put on pause a couple years ago, mm-hmm. he uh he was one of the better shooters at the point yeah. guard position. Uh at least catch and shoot shooters. And right. so like player like if Scotty can rethink his jump shot, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's uh you know hopefully like I just want him to be better this year. Yeah. Let's talk about Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young, you know, I have very low expectations yeah, for Thaddeus Young this year. Um, I don't think he's going to play that much. I uh, think he's barely going to play. He, and, I think uh, he's like Iguodala from last year. Yeah, I think he's out of the league after this year. Yeah, yeah, I would where he's like basically a player coach at this point. Um, nightmare scenario from Thaddeus Young is like, uh, like, I guess he's just like literally plays no games and is just bad all year. Like, right. like literally like never ha- makes any positive impact on the yeah. court, which is like. Not really that much of a nightmare for the team. Like right. last year, he made very few positive impacts on the court. Exactly. 
Yeah, there's like I like there's no real nightmare scenario when my expectations are as mm-hmm. low as they are for him. Uh, my positive scenario is uh, if all of the young players on the team are like, yeah, that like if I hear glowing like reviews mm. of that young from Scotty Barnes and in interviews throughout the season, right? Like where they're like, oh, like you know, like. So you're looking off the court. Yeah, it's like, you know, Thad's really been, like, helping me out. Right. And, like, helping me figure some stuff out. Because Thaddeus Young, like, the one skill he has is he's been in the league. This will be year 17 for him. He's wow. in the Kevin Durant, Al Horford, Mike Conley draft class. Wow. Not a whole lot of dudes left who are right. that old or older. He's going to be 35 this year. That's mm-hmm. and, like, seen it all. Like, it's not like he's ever been, like, a stud, like a corner, like a centerpiece for a team. And so he everything he's gotten, he's had to grind for. Right. Um... And I think that those kinds of dudes, and we'll talk about another dude just like that, who I'm basically going to say the same thing over again right. later. But like, if if the young players can learn stuff from him, that's like the best thing he can do. I see. I don't think he's going to drive winning that much this year, right? And I don't think he'll be resigned past this year. So the best way he can drive our current and future winning is by making our other players better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. If it, I mean, if I had to pick a dream scenario on the court, it was it'd be if he could be like. Uh, Back when, like, we first traded for him, it was kind of like this, like, do-everything glue guy for us that just kind of, like, made lineups make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could get back to that. But, honestly, I like I said, I think he's basically a glorified players coach like Andre Godala was, uh, honestly, for the last two years um, with the Warriors. Um, so, I really don't have much expectations. I like that you brought up the off-the-court stuff. I feel like that is where his value lies yeah and he could be extremely valuable in that way right. like he's a really good vet to have mm-hmm. uh and yeah it'd just be really nice like if i get one scotty barnes interview where he's like oh you know like thad like he's been like right helped me out a lot since i, I came into the league and taught me a lot of things like you know, that'd be great and we've heard a, a, a few things about that like uh, for sure of similar things in the past oh him. yeah all right next we're going to move through these last guys a, a little quicker. Yes. <laughs> Otto Porter Jr. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., uh, if he Best plays... Best case is... Yeah, I was going to say he plays. <laughs> if he plays this year, it's like just what we need. Because we need three-point shooting so fucking bad. Yes. And like, it's it's easy to forget because like he played literally no games last year. Played right. almost no time. He was like a key piece on a championship team last time, literally we, saw, two years ago. Last time we saw him playing right. meaningful minutes. And so, like, he, like, is not too far removed from being a very, very valuable role player. Yeah. Plays defense, shoots the three. Two very valuable things to have. Yeah, we'd love that. Uh, Nightmare scenario is uh, super realistic, and that is he does what he did last year, where he gets hurt almost immediately and misses the whole year. And And he might be out of the league. Yeah, and we signed him to a two-year contract for him to play, like, 15 games over those two years, (laughs) giving him, like, like our chunk of our mid-level exception. Right. Um, which isn't the biggest loss, but it's almost—it's not even about the exception. It's more like we really need what he brings, and like that is the the shit part of if that happens. Yeah, and like over since like the nineteen twenty year, so the last four seasons, he's played fourteen games, then twenty eight games, then sixty three games, where he wins a championship, and then eight games, which Rough. is terrifying. Which is like, like I. Wouldn't be surprised if, like, Zion has played a comparable amount of games yeah. over the last four years. Maybe, like, <laughs> I think Zion might be more. Which is, uh-oh, not good. No. Um, That's bad company to be with in terms of playing games. Oh, my God, yes. Um, I think a lot of people forget he's on our team. Like, oh, if you're not sure. a Toronto fan, you probably are like, who does Otto Porter play for again? 
And it's funny because, like, if he plays a full year, like, I bet you he would be, like, pretty good. Exactly. But as I said, he won a championship as a good role player. Yeah. And, like, his And shooting... he's so needed for yeah. our team. His shooting, like, works. Yeah. Uh, and he's another guy who's a vet. He's smart. Remember last year in the few games we played him, we would have lineups with him and, like, Thad Young out there. Right. And it was like, wow, these guys just know where to stand <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, like, what to do with the ball. Right. And, like, he could just, like, are, like, two players who, like, don't need the ball that much. And when they get it, they make yeah. good decisions every time. Exactly. They make good decisions on defense. Like, they... I think, like, the dream scenario is, like, he plays over 50 games mm-hmm. and shoots the ball well. And it's just, like, like yeah. he could be, like, the sixth or seventh most important player on our on our team by the end of the year. For real. Like, realistically. Like, that's not even that crazy of mm-hmm. a world. Like, if he plays games, if he plays games, he's going to be, like, at least a top 10 player on our team. Guaranteed. Right. Oh, for sure. Um. Yeah. Oh, I think if he plays games and he's as good, he's already like a top seven player. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like how many player, players off our bench would be better than him if he was as good as he was in Golden State? Right, no, like one. maybe Trent. Yeah, just yeah, just Trent, and that's mm-hmm. it. He's you'd be better than Boucher if yeah. he, if he plays, is basically what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> and precious. Yeah. Uh next we'll talk about Garrett Temple. Uh really quick. Uh see what I said about Thaddeus Young. He's not gonna play this year. Uh but uh, if he does play, I mean, he's known to be a pretty good three-point shooter. He's a career 40% three-point shooter, which is nice. But he's so old. But he's old. so old. Like, he moves so slow. Like, look at, like, Will Barton for our team last year would right. be the comp. Where it's like, the three-point shooting, like, is nice in theory. But, like, when your legs don't work like they exactly. used to before, you're cooked. Like, your legs are just cooked and you're cooked. Like, what draft class would he, because he's two years older than, uh... Yeah, he's 09, though, because he did a few years in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But he, like... Is another like as I said for Thaddeus Young, where he's like a vet and like has earned himself lots of contracts in the NBA, even more than Thad has, because I can't really remember Garrett Temple ever being no. like a starter level player. Well, he has, only has one year being double digit points. Yeah, um, and yeah, I just think the thing with Garrett Temple is even before he was on our team, he's one of those dudes who like garners an insane level of respect in the league. Right. Like any time, like. Like, there's, like, a, oh, like, what player would be a coach in the future? True. What player is, like, the best leader in the league? He, it's always, like, wow, Garrett Temple got a couple votes in there. Right. And it's, like, he's just, like, low-key. Like, all Liked. his teammates love him. Right. And, like, players have a ton of respect for him. And you know what? If a player's going to take your, like, 14th, 13th roster spot, like, why not give it to a dude like that? That's mm-hmm. only got to be good for your young pieces. Yeah. I'd rather have a dude who can teach your young pieces lessons than have another young piece that's just not good. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a Malachi Flood. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's Garrett Temple. Mm-hmm. All right, next we'll talk about Grady Dick. Um, Grady Dick. I kind of don't need to look at his basketball reference page. I'll open no. it up, though. Oh, there's nothing on here. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm excited for Grady Dick. Same. Uh, I love him off the court so much. Yeah, he seems to get along with the guys a lot. He's, yeah. a, he's a weird dude and a funny dude. I yeah. like that. Uh, he's so young. Um, mm-hmm. it can, like, like, his best NBA skill, at least projecting from college, is the skill that our team needs the most. Which is so fucking nice. Wow, right. what a novel concept. How about we draft dudes that don't have the fucking same skills as Every other dude right. on our team. In particular, <laughs> our all-NBA guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... We went through a little phase of, like, second-round picks where it's like, like, what What do we need Delano Banton for? 
Right, exactly. What, what does he add to our team that we don't already have? Even the best version of Delano Banton right. is just Scotty Barnes. R- yeah, it's literally it, just Scotty Barnes. For real. <laughs> like, so having a dude who does something different is fucking nice. And, like, he's, like, for a dude who's just, like, a white boy shooter, he's, like, kind of tall. Yeah, <laughs> he is tall. Which is nice defensively because, like, like, his wingspan is nice. Mm-hmm. So, like, that should help out with some of, like, I don't think he's gonna be a great defender, but he shouldn't be a terrible well, I think defender. That that's in the best case. If the best the best case is that his defense is good enough to stay on the floor, yeah. I feel like he's gonna be important on offense. I mean, he's gonna hit threes, mm-hmm. um, or at least uh, force teams to at least have good spacing, force teams to guard him. And I'm just hoping that his defense isn't so bad that it forces him to not get minutes. Yeah, like worst case scenario is he's like terrible like um, a, like he's Im- immediately a bust like right. if he sees if he plays games in a 905 jersey this year that is like scary mm-hmm. bad very right. very scary for a lottery pick, unless he can come back and that'd be good yeah but like if, if halfway through the season he's on the 905 roster we he doesn't worried. come back up like christian coloco oh, last right, year yeah. it's like oh no right <laughs> oh no um which like, i don't think would happen because I, I think we're i mean realistically we're not gonna be that good this year mm-hmm. so i think there might come a time in the season where it's like fuck it let's just like see what gary can do <laughs> let him cook not get gary grady can do um best case scenario uh i think you can make an all-rookie team if you're a lottery pick you have a good enough chance to make an all-rookie team right it shoots well the- best case scenario is we have to like make a decision like should we manipulate the lineup so schroeder comes off the bench for grady yeah (laughs) like if he's if we're having to do conversations like that like he's had a really fucking good year for sure if if he's kind of similar to Otto porter where if like if he's like the seventh best dude in our team like oh that would be so sick yeah that'd be so (laughs) so fucking dope uh and it would so change how we're looking at the future because then it's like yeah if he's already like a playable person then we can start having conversations like well i guess we don't need to fully it's not all on scotty now because at least now we have two young pieces. For sure. And like, there's like really four things that you're looking for on the court. And that's like defense, finishing, shooting, cool. and playmaking. And Scotty and Pascal, between the two of them, have like good skills in three out of the four things. Right. Like at least one of those two guys. Yeah. Neither of them are good shooters. Right. Pascal's a, a good mid-range shooter and a like passable to below passable. Power power forward, he's a good shooter. Yeah, he, he's like a fine three-point shooter. Yeah, yeah he's fine. Uh, um, so having like a really good shooter with those mm-hmm. guys is this perfect fit. Exactly. Uh, it would be nice to have a playmaking point guard, but we build our roster one piece at a time. <laughs> and uh, you don't want to ask for too much. And yes. getting a shooter in the door who's really, really good is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And especially if him and Scotty can build some chemistry. Like, that's a dream. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if they're boys. Yeah. And Scotty keeps kicking it out to him. All right, next we'll talk about uh, Jalen McDaniels. Uh, Jalen McDaniels, uh, defensive uh, specialist kind of guy. Right. Um, I like his energy. He cuts. He's got a big body, but also has good feet where he's able to defend two through four, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. Um, We'll start, I guess, with the nightmare scenario this year, and that's just that like he's not actually that good. Yeah, and just which is really super possible. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, super possible and fine. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Uh, the dream scenario for him is he's a genuine rotation guy. Exactly. Like, plays every single night. Right. And uh, 
good defender, mm-hmm. uh, athletic, gives us some highlights throughout the season of yeah. athleticism. But really, like like with Jalen McDaniels, we have him on this two year, four million both years contract. Right. And he's only twenty five. Like if he's a rotation player this year, like that's that's great. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. Because uh, like you got some minutes that like Thaddeus Young. It's just giving up uh, from the previous years mm-hmm. and minutes that you got to think like Otto Porter, if he's not healthy and like if Grady Dick isn't that good right away, mm-hmm. like it, we need a little more bench. We need a, one or two dudes who are kind of question marks as of right now to be good on our bench. And if you give me one of those dudes, yes. that'd be sick. But very, very low expectations. Yeah, I think it would be nice to have a someone we get pop off like it feels like a lot of dudes leave our team and pop off yeah let's have the reverse happen yeah for sure and and as i said two years small contract just would be nice Mm -hmm. be like your brother is oh he's brothers with minnesota jaden mcdaniels oh yeah i just i didn't even realize they're related yeah no they're brothers cool so if he's even like half the player that his brother is that would be yeah like uh, unreal (laughs) (laughs) all right we only got three players left we're in the home stretch now and uh, honestly, only one of them needs mu- any much talking. Is this nice yeah, time. facts. That's Precious Achua. Uh, Precious Achua just announced today that uh, he will not be getting an extension right away from the Toronto Raptors, mm-hmm. um, which is tough. But at the same time, it's like I'd rather not give him an extension than overpay Than give him a bad one. Yeah, like he shouldn't. The way he played last year, he shouldn't be making double digit right millions for sure and i bet you we offered him like nine million per year and mm-hmm. he was just like no um yeah you were saying earlier that you think he would have taken like a three 13 like 13 for three years yeah because there's like a few players they just announced all those extensions today mm-hmm. and like that's like like sadiq bay took like okay. three years 13 million per and like if sadiq bay is gonna take it you should be taking it too because precious uh, I don't think, I think Sadiq Bey is like an unreal player, but I think you are worse than Sadiq yeah. Bey. <laughs> but yeah, you, he could be okay. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a little disappointing because it's like, uh, like it felt like Miami was like he was just couldn't find any minutes for it, and it's like, damn. Um, actually, I mentioned earlier how it'd be nice to have a dude come to our team, pop off. He was that dude who yeah. came to our team, and it was like, wow, this guy's really good. Like maybe fucked up, like, letting him go, and then like uh, he's kind of just been uh, a little disappointing since then. Um, the three point shooting, um, he just takes Fell a off lot a of them. Cliff too. And yeah, it's, he just doesn't oh hit my them. God. Um, two years ago he shot thirty six percent from three. Last year he shot twenty seven percent. Right. And yeah, thirty six is what you asked from um, Boucher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like even the first half of the season that we got him, he was like not that good. Like he was kind of a turnover machine where he's trying to do too much. Yeah. And the second half of that season, leading into the playoffs, he started just being a flamethrower from three. Right. I was like, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. do we have something? And he's a really good defender. And so that'll always and he's still play. an insane athlete. Oh yeah. Like very, very high. One of the better athletes on our team. Yeah, I think. he is. Um, but yeah, it like the nightmare scenario for him is, He's just not good. Right. <laughs> he's just not as it's been for a lot of these dudes. The exactly. nightmare scenario is that he's just like, like he he's bad. He's bad this year with us, and we just don't re-sign him. And then he signs like I think he would. No matter what happens this year, he'd get like get another contract. another one year contract from someone right. else. But it could be realistic that he's out of the league by twenty twenty five. Yeah, um, which would be very unfortunate. But the best case scenario. Is he's really good, no doubt. We have to resign him. Yeah, he's a no doubter backup center. Right, like just like oh, that is just our backup center. Mm-hmm. 
uh, shoots the three ball well enough to space the floor. Right. Shoots the three ball well enough to play the four would be really nice too. Yeah, if he got to the point where we were like, we just don't need Boucher. Even if Boucher is still just as good and hasn't fallen off at all. If Precious is like, no, like Precious does everything Boucher does and he's just much younger and uh, more athletic and uh, better potential, then that would be huge. Yeah, and like if, I think I've said this a bunch, if he could be our seventh best player... Because that, that's the magic number. Like, I think Schroeder... Because we have the starters plus Gary. Yeah, the starters plus Gary. And, like, that seventh spot is, like, kind of wide open. Right. Like, unless you're a real Boucher believer. But I think right. it's wide open, in my opinion. And, like, if any of the players we've talked about outside that top six, like, are a no-doubter at that seventh role, mm-hmm. that is nice. That is right. really, really good. Um, but, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about Precious. Yep. Next, we'll talk about uh, Malachi Flynn. Uh, last year with Malachi Flynn on our team, <laughs> almost certainly. Yeah, I would. I'd be very surprised if it's not uh, nightmare scenario for Malachi Flynn. Uh, is he's just bad? Yeah, uh, as he's been for most of his career. Uh, best mm-hmm. case scenario is uh, he, he can earn another contract with us, but yeah. I, that is such a long shot. Yeah, I mean, he, he shot the ball thirty five percent from three last year and played passable enough defense that like you can keep him on the floor. But he's so, so small; like he's <laughs> never ever going to be getting to the rim. So if he could up that to a thirty eight percent three point shooter, uh, I think just that alone would give him another one year contract. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, his best case scenario. I mean, like the best case scenario if you like really want to be an optimist. Is that he's just the backup point guard because we really need a backup True, point guard on this which team, which is open. Like he yeah. could, he could be our backup point guard. But I, I just don't think it's there for him. No. But yeah, that would be the best case scenario. Is just backup point guard, and like you always hear all this stuff about him running pick and roll. Like if he can run some with Pirtle, and it's like wow, that looks like actually like really effective. Yeah. It's like a bench lineup where you run him with Pirtle and some shooters, and you can we actually a pick run and roll such heavy. few pick and roll. Yeah, I think that changes now that we have Pirtle and a new so. coach. I yeah, because so. like pick and roll is like nice. yeah, because Pirtle and Schroeder like just they've been doing it. Yeah, look for other teams. But yeah, uh, I, I think Malachi Flynn. Your days are numbered, buddy. Yeah. Good luck <laughs> on your uh, on your future endeavors. Facts. All right, let's talk about uh, Christian Coloco. Uh, Basically, he, everything we said for Precious, but with lower expectations. Yeah, I mean, if he's, me. if he's healthy this year, that'd be nice. Nightmare scenario is he never plays another game in the NBA. Right. Uh, which is, like, not the bit. Once again, like, none of these dudes. He's a second round pick. Like, yeah. You miss those. Yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. You miss it's most fine. of those. Um. The best case scenario from this year is uh, he, he's our backup center. Like right. he's good enough to just be our backup center. He plays good defense, grabs boards. He he's an athletic dude. But honestly, I'm still super happy if he can, even if he gets to become as good as Precious was last year. Like on his second year, I'm like, wow, okay, then maybe you have do you do have something going for you. Yeah, if he's if he shows any improvement, that'd be nice. Right. Um. The big thing with him is I think the numbers for his defensive impact on the lineup are good. Like, his on-up oh, really? numbers are good. On ju- not on the offensive end, right. I think they're really bad. Of but course. on the defensive end, I think they're good. Okay. And if that can play out over more minutes... Right. And then the offensive, like, loss is, like, a little bit lessened. Right. Where he doesn't completely ruin the offense. Because I think, it, like, he has the tools to just be a great defensive center. Mm-hmm. Like, if he puts on, like, 30 pounds and keeps uh, his athleticism and keeps on working on his, like, timing and stuff like that. I I mean, like... That's true, actually, because um, the timing is a, is a really good po- thing to point out. Because he does have a lot of really, really stupid fouls. For sure. 
Oh yeah, but like, like all if, the time. Like I think that like with some weight on him, like right. it can't be that hard to become Robert yeah. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, he he was a rookie, and uh, yeah. they, they do uh, they do like to hold their or they they don't give the rookies the benefit of the doubt. No, um, they do not. But I, it feels like he's always like it's mind's blown that the, the ref keeps blowing, like, <laughs> and then you he, he just see him get subbed out. Yeah. Anyway, that's about it for Christian. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he's healthy this year. On top of everything, if he's healthy, get to see more Raptors jersey. You know, play some decent minutes. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, and that's it for all of our dudes under contract. Uh, for Marquise Noel, Ron Harper Jr., Javon Freeman, Liberty. Uh, worst case scenario is that they're cut before training camp is over. Right. And best case scenario is if they have literally one game where they affect whether our <laughs> team like wins or loses. Like, right. If, if they, they have, win us a game, if they have one game where they put up like six points or something like <laughs> yeah. that in like real minutes, like not right. just garbage time, like that's, that's a nice. huge win. <laughs> like because like you're, once you get to the fourteenth, fifteenth dude on your exactly. roster, that's if they affect one win, one win. That's, like, amazing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's about it for this team. Uh, I think we were at, like, about an hour. Yeah, we're pretty late. We were thinking of doing, um, breaking down the team awards for next year, like MVP, Depoy, and all that. Uh, we'll just do that next pod. For sure. Uh, one last thing I want to get to, just real quick. Okay. Uh, just released, Giannis got his three-year extension. Right. Um... Just thought I'd throw that in there because uh, now he's going to be on the Bucks, and uh, the last year's a player option, but that means twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty seven, which is a year later than Dame even. Yeah, uh, which is sick. Uh, really good for the league. Really good for Milwaukee. Really yeah. good for Giannis. And also a bit of a trend where I last would say time, there's like an eighty percent chance he retires the Buck given this extension. Oh, yeah. maybe the way he high. talks about it. Like I won't be surprised if he goes ring chasing later late in his career, but we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Like. You win two rings with Dame, and you don't really need to do that exactly. chasing thing anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think um, it's just good for the league when stars stay on their team. And it also shows a bit of a trend that if your team trades for a really good point guard, uh, Giannis will probably re-sign. Because right. he did, like, what? It was, like, two weeks after the Drew news, and yeah. now, like, a month maybe, not even, after the Dame news. Uh, good for him. Good for the yeah. Bucks. Why, though, did he do it? Like the only thing I will mention is when people are asking him, why have you not signed your contract extension? He said, money doesn't matter, but a lot of fucking money does matter. So implying that he's going to wait till the off season because anytime you wait till the off season, you get offered more money because the salary cap goes up. Um, why didn't he just wait for the off season? If that was truly what he thought, obviously that wasn't the whole story. And obviously he thought the team wasn't good enough for an extension. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a cap genius, uh, but I saw uh, Woj reporting okay. that it sets him up for some sort of contract extension on his next Got one. It. Like something okay. about the amount of years in the league or his age where just, cause he signed a three year extension, not right. a four year extension where like something but, like when that ends, yeah. if he signs another short extension after that, it'll set him up for some contract after that, which is like, very lucrative for the age he'll be at. Okay. I, I don't really know. Does... So, 2077 2027. is... 2027. 20, sorry, 2027. 2077. So I would sign that's on a for 2077. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 2027, that's three years from now. So, does that mean it's a two-year extension and he has to opt in opt into his contract? Or does that does the player option get dropped? 
Because he was he had a player option next year. It wasn't like he was going to be on a street free agent at the end of this year. Uh, the player option gets picked up automatically. I think I and so then like is that. it that and then plus two or is it that plus three? It's that plus three with I think a player option in the last year. Oh, so, what a player! So oh, I signed see. him through twenty twenty five. If he takes one. that second option, he's up until twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got which, it. Which okay, he that makes probably sense. won't take. Right, we'll, we'll see. But right, yeah, right. okay, that makes sense now. Um, but yeah, good, good for the Bucks. Good for Dame too. Yeah. True. Would, like, if Giannis left after this year... And Dame's like, what and, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so crazy. That'd be funny. <laughs> if, if Giannis left after this year, and then Dame, Middleton, and Brooke Lopez won a championship the year after oh, that, that's the universe I want to live in. That's <laughs> the sickest for a Dame believer. <laughs> uh, anyway, get 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 your bag, Giannis. Yep. You, uh, you have a fun way to end this? You don't pull out the notebook for nothing, as long as I know, I know. <laughs> This time I actually, normally I just pull names out of my ass, but the, I went to basketball reference and they, they rank what people's percentages are to make the NBA, uh, to it's make the hall of fame. Thing, sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's all formula based. Like even people who are in the hall, like you can see they have a star beside them. They're confirmed in the hall. Don't have a hundred percent. Okay. Um, but it's not fully based on that. Cause some of these players that have low percentages are way more likely to make the hall of fame. But, um, but this is the order I think is the best way. So you end the podcast when you think one of these players will make the NBA Hall of Fame. Wait, the, the actual NBA Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, not, not your Hall not of Fame. Not the Gage Jones. The Gage Jones Hall of Fame is so much tougher to get into. Yeah, it it's, like, it's reserved something. for like MVPs and final MVPs almost exclusively. Yeah, like if you don't do one of those things, you have to have an insane career. Like does uh, does Tony Parker make yours? No shot. <laughs> yeah, okay. No way. Tony Parker doesn't even... I don't even think he makes it <laughs> under the ballot to, for the Gage Jones Hall of Fame. Wow. <laughs> do do um, Does Ray Allen make yours? No. Okay. He might make it onto the ballot, but he doesn't. He okay. doesn't make it in. Yeah, that's just how tough it is. Like Chris Paul, you said barely makes it in, right? Yeah, yeah. Chris Paul, not first ballot for sure. <laughs> um, this, but it's just the regular NBA Hall of Fame, the easier one. Uh, and honestly, like, there's a world where you ended after this first name. But I doubt it. Derek Rose. Yeah, I think he does. 